It is good to be with you this morning, and I want to thank Jessica, who's not here with us, for the invitation to come and share. And when she asked me, I immediately thought about the last time I spoke in Estes, and it has been a long time, and that was during my end of years um, that I got to do that. And so um, it is good to be back in this sacred space uh, where a lot of good work has been done in many lives. There was no topic given, so I got to pick my own. And lo and behold, I was in the midst of reading a book by Madeline Engel um, called Walking on Water. And I am not an artist, uh, but she's an artist who's talking about faith and about art in this book. And so I thought, you know, uh, I'm not good at walking on water, but I'm gonna try to see what applications uh, we could find uh, in this particular phrase. So Madeline Engel in her book, Walking on Water says, as long as Peter did not remember that we human beings have forgotten how to walk on water, he was able to do it. This struck me as a significant insight and caused me to pause I don't know how often you are struck by something that you read or something that you experience, and it causes you to pause and reflect and perhaps wonder on what its meaning or application could be for our own lives. And so, of course, this struck me as significant and caused me to think about my own experience of walking on water, or if you would, walking by faith. You know, last night I was walking, uh, I was watching uh, America's Got Talent. Anybody watch that show? And I caught the tail end of it, which was phenomenal. It was this young child, young female uh, performer from California, and she went deaf when she was very little, and she could not uh, become the musician she wanted to be. And in the narrative that she provided so st in, in such a stellar manner on this national television, she talked about just trying. That she had lost the courage, but she fought and she tried, and she just gave it a shot. And so, so I'm, I'm, you know, I have all these things that are sitting in the backdrop as I share with you this morning about walking on water. Madeline further says that one of the greatest sorrows which came to human beings when Adam and Eve left the garden was the loss of memory. Memory of all that God's children are meant to be. So friends, the question, one of the questions that comes to me this morning that I share with you is what have we forgotten about being the children of God and the church of God? What have we forgotten about being the children of God and the church of God? It is said that harsh storms often arise suddenly on the Sea of Galilee. And there seems to be a ring of familiarness in this particular understanding, that the storms often arise suddenly on the Sea of Galilee. Storms or challenges and difficulties often arise suddenly in our own lives, perhaps without us expecting, without us anticipating, 
that the storms of life come and attack us, I am certain that we could all name storms that we have experienced in our lives as individuals, as families, as communities, as churches, as societies, as nations. There is a plethora of storms that we experience throughout our lifetime, and I'm certain you can interject your own storm in each of those places. I don't have to mention all of them, but, but there are many storms, most recently the attacks that have been happening in London and Manchester, and the painful atrocities on these human beings that do not deserve that. Nobody deserves injustice. Right, so that is just an example. I'm sure that there are many that, that you could place in those categories that I have mentioned. The text for this morning encourages us by reminding us of a few things about walking on water. The first thing that I gathered from reading this text and trying to understand it in Matthew 14, 22 to 33, is that you and I are not without Jesus. You and I are not without Jesus. One of the things I love about Estes Chapel is that beautiful image up there. Anytime I get a chance to walk through Estes and go into any of the offices in the admin building, I make it a point to walk through this chapel and look at that image up there. And it gives me great comfort. We are not without Jesus. We have the presence of the Holy Spirit with us to walk with us in the storms that we experience in our lives. If we could only stop long enough to remember that we are not without Jesus before we get ourselves consumed in the whirlpool of confusion and chaos of the storms that we experience. I have had to remember that quite a bit. I don't know if you've had to, but I've had to remind myself hey, Esther, you're not without Jesus. Jesus is still there. He hasn't left the scenes. Think of all the people that might be experiencing storms in their life in this moment and pray for them that they will remember that Jesus is with them just as he is with us. The second thing I take away from this passage is that Jesus alone has the power to calm the storm. And I wrestled with this a little bit because, you know, our scripture tells us that we will do greater things than these. And I have often pondered on that. We will do greater things than that what Jesus has done. And yet the reality remains that Jesus alone can calm the storm. So we can walk on water. Let Jesus be Jesus. 
Oftentimes, we confuse our role with that of Jesus Christ. We try to change others, or we try to change our circumstances in our own strength and in our own understanding, when it is Jesus alone who can change others and change circumstances. A very familiar figure, Thomas Kempis, in his book, The Imitation of Christ, says, be not angry that you cannot make others as you wish them to be. Since you cannot make yourself as you wish to be. I love it. I love this truth. Be not angry that you cannot make others as you wish them to be. Key phrase being, since you cannot make yourself as you wish to be. Being someone who likes to think and overthink, perhaps, I wanted to parse that out. And I was thinking, well, you know, what's the point of discipline, right? Like discipline is training yourself to be and to become the good you that you can be, right? Think of the many things that you've tried to do in your life as a young child up until this point. The many things that you have tried to be disciplined about, to become something, to become better. While it does work, it takes practice, I think the art of being able to change another person or to change a circumstance, I think that belongs to Jesus alone. You and I are participants in the change that Jesus is making in me, in us, in our society, and in our world. So let us not forget, let Jesus be Jesus. Because oftentimes when we think that we are Jesus, we get discouraged, we get disappointed. Are you with me? Anybody tracking with me on this? I'm hoping that somebody is. So allow this thought to permeate in your hearts and minds for your own context, where is it that Jesus needs to be Jesus? Even when he has given you and I the gift of being able to do more than what he has done. And then finally, what I take away from this passage is, do we trust that Jesus can calm the storm? so that we can walk on water. When Peter looked at the wind, he was overwhelmed. And I think it is perfectly a human response to be overwhelmed by the storms that we face. If you're not overwhelmed, our counseling friends will tell you something is wrong with you. And I think I have a witness right here in our midst. At least I know of one of our budding, blooming psychologists to be. They will tell you that something is wrong if you're not overwhelmed by the challenges and the difficulties that we as human beings experience in life. It is only natural and normal. But friends, the question still remains for me and I hope for you. Do we trust 
that Jesus can calm the storms so that we can walk on water. And as I was writing this particular thought down, I, I thought about all the struggles in our world today, the hate, the strife, the brokenness. And I had to ask myself, Lord, do I trust you to change this? And I had to come back, if I was being honest, I had to come back with a resounding, yeah, but maybe not. So the question still remains, do we trust Jesus can calm the storms so that we can walk on water? May we find the courage to remind ourselves and to remind each other that we are not without Jesus, that Jesus alone has the power to calm the storm. We respond to his work in our lives and in our world. Do we trust that Jesus can calm the storm? As we enter into celebrating holy mystery, may our hearts and our minds be reminded of all that God's children are meant to be. Amen.